think it's live. It's live. It's definitely live. Hello. Welcome to welcome to Dab Meet. It's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. This is the fattest day of the year. And I'm happy to be spending it with my fucking best bub in the whole world, Michael Rainey. We're back, bitch. How are you, Tim? It's great to see you, bub. It's great to see you, man. It's a cool t-shirt. I like it. Oh, this this whole thing? Thanks, dude. I picked it up at the old uh, Mary Rudzinski store. Just such you a perfect perv- fan. You perverts will be happy to know that Mary tries on every single T-shirt, so they all smell like her. <laughs> that would be upsetting. I did that with all the dad meat shirts. You screamed the slur into the package, didn't you? I, dude, I, I let one rip into every single envelope before I sealed it. Did you have one slur that you used more than others? What do you think? <laughs> Come on, man. What kind of question is that? All right. All right. Fair enough. Did I tell you it's all resolved? Did we talk I about did. this on here? I was really happy. I was never really worried, man. Like, you did everything right. And it was that guy was just being a total fucking F word that we're not allowed to say anymore. And everything just worked out as it should have. The, the PayPal is unfrozen. The Postal Service put up a valiant effort, but eventually I fucking mashed them into the ground. It's all over. It's squashed. They sent their champion. He, uh, he strolled forth out of a fucking van with the steering wheel on the wrong side, and I fucking stuffed him in a mailbox. It's over, dude. We've, we've, Postal we're victorious. slurp us. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, fuck them, dude. Thanks to everybody for buying those t-shirts, man. It meant a lot. Dude, I got a serious case of perk nose tonight. Hell yeah. You party? Oof. No. It's a r- corona symptom. I, it might be, man. <laughs> I'm getting reverse perked. Sorry, man. Are you great. coming out of it? I feel f- like a million bucks, man. Yeah. Other than a fucked up haircut. Um, Can I see it? Yeah. It's Turn like, it around. Or is it, it fucked it, up? It's... It, it, I don't know why he cut it here. Like he did, I he give you a line. Just, he did, and I don't know why he did. I told him to just Dude. leave the top, give me a fade on the sides and back, and he gave me a fucking line. I want to be a fucking line in the haircut guy so bad. Well, not, I can refer you to it? a guy. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I fucking hate it, dude. I made I made the cardinal sin. I fucking went to a different barber. The reason why I did it is because, is because my guy was booked up, and my guy Rick Giuliani was the fucking best. He he's super cool. If they're booked, he's like, just give me a shoot me a text and you can come over to my house. Well, I just got over Corona, so I'm not going over his fucking house. Go so to I was like, fuck house. Yeah, I'm going to fuck somebody else's <laughs> shit up, dude. You're going to be sick for two weeks, man. But uh, yeah, I went to this place and uh, bad vibes all around, man. Yeah. Uh, the um, the shampoo girl went next door to a fucking pizza shop to get something. And she asked if the staff wanted anything. And they said, no, Erica, all at the same time. Then they all left. And as soon as she left. Apparently, she used to go to the store without asking them, which is a cardinal sin in the fucking haircutting world. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were shit talking her the entire time oh, she was no. gone. So I don't want to hear that, dude. Yeah. And then the guy starts cutting my shit. And it's always a bad fucking sign when the guy starts cutting your hair and won't let you face the mirror. Yeah. And his jewelry's dude, clicking around your ears the whole time. Oh, dude. That's a bad sign with the dude cutting your hair. <laughs> dude, it's like the wait staff, like not writing your order down. Yeah. It's like, I know this is going to end up badly. And. Nice enough guy, and I just got to deal with it. But I sent my fucking normal barber a text saying, just so you know, my hair is going to come in. It's going to look like it's been cut. It has, and I'm not going to do this anymore. Maybe may I, were you Maybe you were just nervous about asking for the line before. Do you ever think about that? I didn't even know. I, I don't even want it. Dude, just so you, you know, know the, the YouTube chat thinks you look very handsome, by the way. Uh, they're very sweet, but you know me, dude. I don't want lines. I cross them, but I don't I don't want them on my head. <laughs> you want your haircut playing too much. You, know, you got me fucked up if you I've think I'm a line guy. I've got politician hair right now, dude. I need a haircut worse than I... My, my, my fucking haircut lady has coronavirus or diarrhea. I don't know. It's one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I've got fucking look at me, dude. I'm going up for re-election with this shit. Oh, uh, you're you're. I'm up for your erection right now, dude. <laughs> dude I, this keeps up, dude. They're gonna change the fucking haircut on my real buddy doll. You're pulling it off, man, dude. You're gonna cause modifications to your real doll. Look at this shit, dude. I hate it. It's well, so it's so big. I've got a fucking full on pompadour right now. Oh my god, dude. You look like you're going to a swingers party. You want to drop your keys into a bowl? God, I look like a dickhead. I look like a young congressman. You want me to come over and give you a line? <laughs> just come shave a line into my <laughs> congressperson haircut? Yeah, I won't cut your hair. I'm just going to shave a line into They'll it. They'll let me on the squad. I could be on the squad if I uh, if I get a line in my hair. I'm just going to talk about being fucking... I'm, yeah, I'm a fucking communist, dude. I get lines in my hair. What's up? Oh, something really cool did happen, though, while I was getting my hair cut. Uh, a little Asian dude came in, and he sells supplies to local uh, haircutting places. Like, what kind of supplies that require a guy to go around? Uh, like combs, fucking gloves, um, fireworks, <laughs> bootleg T-shirts. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, used DVDs. But he came around, and he was like taking supply orders. And uh, you guys want anything from the store? They're like, no, <laughs> no, Tran, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You think that's bad? Wait till you see what I'm getting. To. You guys want anything from me? <laughs> no, Trent. God damn it, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it anyway because this is how he said it. But um, no, he he only accepts cash. And the one guy who ran the place said whatever his name was. I think they were calling him John. They're like John. Uh, you ever you ever worried about getting robbed? He's like, um, all right, I won't say it. But he he said that he has. Uh, the highest degree of black belt in whatever he named. And he said, and I also have this. And he lifted up his T-shirt to reveal a gun. So that was pretty cool. Yes. But that was the only cool part of the experience. I love a fucking guy with a gun. Dude, and he was a little dude, dude. And he was, he would fuck somebody's day up. You got to watch out for wild Asian dudes. I've said it, but I'm on record. Wild Asian dudes are the <laughs> wildest people in the fucking world. Dude, Big Trouble in Little China did not do them justice. Because they are <laughs> ten times wilder than that movie insinuates. Yeah. Uh, how, my God, how is that? So besides the fucked up haircut, which well, looks great, by the way, can we please, I was looking for the side panels and I didn't get to see them. Okay. It's a little bit soccer. Yeah. It's a tiny <laughs> bit. So you got a little bit of a soccer haircut, but it looks great. You look handsome. You're a very sweet guy, Tim. They, I, it's not me. They haven't, they have not shut up in the chat. It's everything is Mike looks incredible. Mike looks very handsome. All right. I'll suck his fucking meat. So, oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Yeah, guys. dude, don't you fucking worry about it, dude. One time, I, I go pretty drastic sometimes with my haircuts. When I first started dating my wife, I went super drastic, and I thought I was going to look cool because I was really into Aaron Lewis from Stained at the time. And uh, I showed up to her house and woke her up from a nap to show her I had a bald head. No fucking way! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you went full new metal bald guy. I did because I thought I could pull it off because I, I was sad and chubby and I was like, she's if she likes stain, boy, she's going to love this. This is like this is uh halfway between like the full crouch and like walking with a bent back in the wigger evolution graph. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm -hmm. Standing up straight is a dude in recovery in a tracksuit <laughs> and like two evolutions behind him is the bald fucking new metal guy with the the what is that? The soul patch uh -huh. the fucking stretched ear piercings. I didn't, I, Did you ever get wild contact lenses to give yourself like white eyes? No, my boy Danny got those and he looked like a total fucking retard. So that was like, this is the one bridge I'm not going to cross. He, he can, dude, he wore white camo with him. Did you ever get spike bracelets? Did you ever no. get gauntlets? No, what's that? Like like the leather straps that go from your wrist like up halfway up your forearm? 
I did not. Did you? No, dude. Come on. I never went through a fucking new metal phase. <laughs> Damn. I, I feel like this is this has more potential than the Wigger thing. The Wigger thing's been done. New metal guy is oh, tough to deal with. Yeah, I, that haircut. I can't believe you're still with the mother of your children after being both a Wigger <laughs> and a new metal guy. You you should be in a lab somewhere, <laughs> dude. Uh, we fa- dude to that point. We found out we were having our first child the night uh, that we went to a corn concert. I think I knew that. I think you've covered that before. Yeah, dude, this is this is bananas, dude. I wish they had gender reveals back then because I would have had all my friends in the parking lot and I would have been like, "Are you ready to be <laughs> godparents?" <laughs> it's so bad music too. It's so bad. Uh, I don't think corn holds up, man. You do? I do. You do. Stain does not. Stain. Uh, well, we're gonna agree to disagree on that one, but dude, stain sucks. <laughs> dude, I will fucking go upstairs and shave my head like Aaron Lewis right now. You might as well. It's just one one big line. <laughs> Your whole head's a line. Stop, dude. I'm unarmed. Bro, stop. Stop playing. I was gonna disarm dude, you and bring dude, you I'll, back. I'll, I'll cut go my ahead, hair dude. With this fucking knife. Come right at me with a knife. You just gotta turn it at the right time. You gotta get the wrist and turn it. I've been fucking practicing, bro. Back on lockdown, I've been I've been doing shadow knife disarms, dude. I <laughs> yeah, everyone. <laughs> no, no, they support new metal Mike in the chat. Yes. No, you don't. Stop yep. it. <laughs> Oakley's with the single lens all the way across. Yeah, so it looks like Sonic the Hedgehog's eyeballs. <laughs> like there's no division <laughs> between them. <laughs> no, all right, yeah. Corn, corn is uh shit, but they rule. Stained is. Lame and bad. That's like, that's mechanic two weeks from dying of organ failure due to alcoholism music. I agree, but it's still very cool. <laughs> yeah, you're probably just feeling them lighters. That's all. <laughs> were you Dude, like, you- did you, were you like, uh, did, were you like deeply connecting with the music? Like, yeah, dude, I really am on the outside looking in. Dude, it's funny because uh, it was their second album. Like there was a song where uh, what's his, the guy, what the fuck, uh, Aaron Lewis would sing. It's always raining in my head. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm so fucking depressed. I'm going to kill myself to this song. <laughs> Stained, Stained is actually kind of like a trip. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Stained is perfect because it is music for people who want to kill themselves but are too cowardly to ever do it. That's a good point, man. That's what stained is for. (laughs) Dude, stained has the effect on fat pussies that people think drugs, weed is going to have on teenagers. It's like, it's going to make them fucking annoying, but they're not going to kill anybody. Yeah. Dude, you, I mean, you are just the luckiest man in the world for what, how many fucking sliding door situations you have. (laughs) There are so many, so many paths. You know, there's like there's an infinite number of universes, each with a, you know, yeah. increasingly uh, minuscule difference between them or something like that. And as we uh, observe time progressing, it's just increasing. The quantum states tend to differ in every single one of them, except for the one we live in right now. At this moment, you are either dead or <laughs> 700 pounds or paralyzed. It's It's insane. That you are able-bodied and uh, with your family. 
Dude, I, I feel- and getting pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Real and fake. Yeah. Get all the pussy, dude. You're at the top of the mountain. Of all the Mike Rainies, you are guaranteed number one. Dude, going back to your Wigger evolution chart, like there, there's we should develop a Wigger spectrum just like autism has one. And I, I feel like I've I've hit probably every diagnosis on the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, but for sure. <laughs> severe to whatever Asp Wiggers is. <laughs> Maybe it's just like baggy pants or something. I, I, I've touched them all, man. Yeah. I, I could get services for being on the Wigger spectrum. <laughs> he can only communicate through making a beat with his fist and a coin on a lunch table. <laughs> <laughs> He's not verbal, but he goes. <laughs> You know, uh, for some of these kids, they really feel like they're on the outside looking in. <laughs> it's uh, it's tragic, and uh, <laughs> I just want people to understand them. <laughs> All day he dreams about sex. <laughs> Man. Uh, Deftones uh, rules. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we're getting yeah, to, we're we're categorizing them in the chat right now. Uh, Deft- uh, yeah, Deftones definitely rules. Mudvayne was great. I really like them. <laughs> stop, dude. Every stop. Let me let me progress up up the mountain here. <laughs> My <baby's> so bad. <laughs> Did you ever go through like a uh, wearing full body makeup phase or like a mask? I did not, but when I got really into Slipknot later on in the 2000s. Slipknot rules. But if I had gotten into Slipknot around the year 2000, I would have gotten into that. Uh, you would have been mask. a jumpsuit and mask guy? Yeah. All right. We yeah, should do it. It's funny how like you can do that in music. Remember like uh, Wes from Limp Bizkit? Yeah, he was cool. Fucking Static X guy. How come we should be able to do that in a podcast? Like, yeah, we just wear costumes because we're crazy. We're crazy freaks, dude. Yeah, we look like we're hanging out at the fucking Star Wars cantina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, if man. they let retarded volunteer firefighters hang out at the cantina, <laughs> we would be that. This is this is. Uh, let's see who, who else do we have? Yeah, they don't they don't like Mudvayne. Ah, suck it. Yeah, they suck. Uh, I can't remember. I can't, I think that was. I mean, that was the top of the mountain stuff. Crazy Town came in at the end. Oh but they really man, they were metalish, new metalish. Yeah, they were. They had like a new metal vibe in like they probably had like a DJ in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were like, I don't know what you would describe that music as. Like like L.A. pussy getting music. Dude, I saw them and the guitarist from Crazy Town came up. I was at the Electric Factory yeah. in Philly and they had like an upstairs viewing area where they also had this cool bar. Yeah, and after Crazy Town performed the guitars came up to clearly just be recognized and nobody was saying shit to him. So he went to the bar and asked for like six beers and the lady's like, all right, yeah, that'll be like 40 bucks. He's like, uh, he's like, you didn't just see me play my heart out for these kids down here. She's like, dude, it's like 40 bucks, man. What do you want me to tell you? Crazy. Crazy town seems like uh, they started the band to fuck dudes, girlfriends. I'll bet they were successful, man. Yeah. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee like there was a lot of girlfriends going to shows or maybe even asking to go to shows, mm-hmm. like because with every every musical act, you could tell whether it's like the boyfriend's thing and the girlfriend's yeah. going, or it's the girlfriend's thing and the boyfriend's going. Yeah. Crazy Town's hard to that's like a chicken and egg situation, but there was definitely a lot of girls like 
dressed slutty and not really knowing like what the vibe of the music was so just doing that like typical like white girl like turning their ass and and like swaying it back and forth dance and then yeah. just like smoking band bird after it like lining up the tour bus like i just want to get a picture with them stop why are you so jealous all the time and they're just like wow that was like a 14 minute picture is it was it cool on the bus <laughs> i was i was just out here I was just out here smoking fucking flavored cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, if your girlfriend had star tattoos on her hips, she got fucked by crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they got them. <laughs> so they, uh, Mushroom Head. I, I never listened to Mushroom Head. Yeah, I was never into them. They seem like fucking retarded Slipknot. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're purposely not mentioning Linkin Park because that was like the most. I mean, the most obvious, right? Tim, I came very close to meeting them. Yeah, they were um, they were a headlining family. Yeah, Yeah, I had to tell them I was dying of cancer, but no, they were performing. They were headlining Ozfest like year two thousand, maybe, or no, not Ozfest, Family Values, and it was at the uh, whatever the fuck it's called, right by ninety five in Philly, the big arena. And um, I was driving around because I had a feeling I might see their tour bus, and I was going to try to get on and hang out because I thought that people would be cool with that. Yeah, and then they were parked on. Were you 95. a wigger or new metal right now? Where were you on the spectrum? I I was in the transition phase. I was like, it was like wigger puberty. That's a that's a comfortable cocoon to be in. The wigger to new metal transition. There's a lot of overlap on on either end of it. That's not that's Dude, a that's a slick move. It was good enough to get my girlfriend. <laughs> so hell yeah, she fell for it hook line and wigger. <laughs> But dude, I saw Lincoln Park having a photo shoot under ninety five. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with these guys. And uh, their bouncer was very cool, but he's like, no, you can't go under there. And yeah. I dropped it. He was like, all right, I'll ask the band. Like, Do you guys want to hang out with a fat, out of breath, bald wigger? <laughs> it looks like he just shaved it. Dude, I tried the same <laughs> thing with Slipknot uh, when they were at, at the Electric Factory, probably like two thousand and three. <laughs> You're just in I, wireframe glasses, like, hey guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sup? You remember to like be cool? You're like the kid in the movies, like, hey, guy, um, sup? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just hanging chill. <laughs> Dude, the next tour, like one of their masks is like the scariest one yet. It's just my face with a backwards hat and wire room. Glasses. A big paper mache rainy mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when we start doing live comedy again, that's I'm I'm being a, I'm a costume guy, and that's my fucking costume. I'm going to wear a big Mike, Mike Rainey paper mache head. I'm going to be the Indian guy from the post office. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I went backstage to Slipknot because I had a, a leftover pass from like a comedy show that I went to there. And I just like whited it out. They put the new date. And then uh, they didn't stop me. They just let me walk right back there. But I was just so out of place that I just left. And actually, I was kind of a little bit scared once I saw them with their masks on. <laughs> <laughs> truly do not know if you're kidding no i was i was creeped out it was a combination of just feeling awkward and creeped out and people were starting to do drugs and um i wasn't in the drugs yet so i was just like you know i'm just gonna go man dude i saw every fucking cool new metal act at the electric factory that place was the best man yeah i love the electric factory that was a lot of fun they still have it i think but i, I don't think I think it's just like weird shit, like Dropkick Murphys cover bands. Well, that yeah, every every like weekday night was something fucking corny like that. Mm-hmm. Man, you are you are a fucking 
maniac, dude. <laughs> if they ever invent time travel, I'm going back to 1999, and I'm fucking staying there. I uh, so all right. Then I want to know. You watched obviously. You watched the uh, the Tyson and Jones box. I really enjoyed it, man. Night. I I was gonna ask if you if that hit every note for you because you were ex- the person that I'm understanding you to be right now is exactly who I think they designed the pay per view for. Dude, that pay per view of the Tyson Jones fight was like Wigger Purgatory. <laughs> it was just a lot of feelings of nothingness, but shit that I that they would be into. <laughs> How did you like it? I I thought it was one of the lamest events I've ever seen in my entire life. But I liked a lot of the boxing. It was great. It was so fucking cool to see Mike Tyson moving that fast, and you know people were like. I don't know. It it met my expectations in a very comfortable way because it was as soon as I saw them standing in the ring and they kind of looked a little bit like old and confused. I was like, oh, man, if Tyson knocks out Jones, there's no way I'm enjoying that. Well, dude, it's funny you mentioned that because when they showed Tyson in there, when they were rattling off everybody's fucking shit and announcing like the parameters for the fight, Tyson genuinely looked scared. And I just I just thought like he doesn't want to do this, even though he says he's donating all the money to charity. I feel like he's got to be taking some of that. There's got to be some kind of like back end deal. And he clearly did not want to do that. But he got in there and he fuck he looks terrifying. And Roy Jones, man, he just he he really did not want to fucking be there, man. He earned every fucking dollar that he got last. Yeah, time. we did a little bit of dancing in the uh, later after the fight. He threw some really fast combinations. It was an OK event. Yeah, my uh, the fucking Jake Paul was. Yeah, I was scared. Extremely man. impressive. I think what, was, what happened with that? Is number one, Jake Paul's twenty three years old, has no job, no responsibilities. Huge I think dick. he made a full scale. He has a a professional grade boxing ring in his backyard or something like that. That's cool. He's training. All he does is train to box. And then I think Nate Robinson was obviously a top level athlete. He's like five nine and, and wins dunk contests, mm-hmm. uh, like multiple sports. And he probably like feels fast and strong when he's practicing. And then he's also uh, being in the event. He's constantly surrounded by people who are just like, "You are the fucking best." Fuck this white pussy up. He is yeah. a fucking like the, he could not imagine Jake Paul even punching him in the face. What was their weight difference? I I don't know. I I, I met, it was I think it was a sanctioned fight, so they had to be in the same weight class. Oh man, it didn't feel like it. No, I I think that's something that the average person just doesn't understand how much plays into how a fight's going to end up. Like if you fight somebody 30 pounds heavier than you, you're probably going to lose most times. Yeah. And I think that's where all the fucking Jake, Jake was 189 and Robinson was 181. Man, that would have been a great, that would have been a great uh, event to do a live stream for with the boys. Hmm. But the good news is we're doing tomorrow night, Monday night. I can't wait, man. Yeah. November 30th. Eagles yes. Monday Night Football. Yep, we're gonna get together to zoom each other while we watch the game. This was this I consider this a birthday a birthday gift to Tommy because he he hates how little he feels like he knows about MMA. I think it's not actually about the sporting event itself. It's more about the the fucking hangouts, the chat. But uh, I just this is this is a birthday gift to Tommy. We're switching over to an Eagles game for this week. And it'll be yeah, right here. youtubecom me. And he shouldn't feel that way just because. I mean, I I know very little. I just enjoy MMA. But like as far as getting actual information, you and Wood know plenty enough as to where if there's something that needs to be said, you'll say it. We almost never even talk about the fights. 
if something significant happens or something funny or maybe like a, uh, an insight that we haven't driven into the ground comes up, we'll talk about the fights. But it's most dude, it's just about the fucking creating some moments with some some friends. That's all it is, dude. Dude, and if if a lady fighter eats her own pussy around, you're gonna point it out. <laughs> I love how much you love man that I criticized a, a female fighter by saying she was eating her own pussy out there. If you guys have not watched the live stream yet, probably my favorite thing out of anything that I've ever done with Tim was one time he, he said it again just because like I asked him to say it again. But one time a lady fighter gassed out in a round and Tim said that she really ate her own pussy in that round. And it was like it was like a jackpot went off in my head. I just I just didn't want it to stop. Well, I'm happy you enjoyed it, man. Thanks, man. That really that really made my night. And uh, you really ate my pussy with that comment. Dude, that's so all. Thank you. you. No problem. Anytime, man. Anyway, I imagined you really liking the uh, the, uh, the the box. The I don't know what you call it. It was called Tyson on Triller or something like that. That was what they hashtagged it as. But Tyson versus Jones pay per view, dude. The I <laughs> I I think I I think I imagined another alternate universe rainy enjoying it. Because I, the tweet specifically was that this pay per view is specifically tailored to overweight twenty five year old single dads oh, yeah. who download Madden soundtracks. <laughs> well, dude, That's, as, that was the entire vibe. It seemed like it was designed to be the best event of all time in the eyes of any single dad who's ever bought their kid a three year back Madden used copy of Madden while they had custody of their kid for the weekend, dude. As you typed, you, you typed a version of that into our group chat, and as that text came through, I felt like I got an arrow straight through my heart <laughs> because I was rapping along with Snoop, and you made that comment, yes, dude. And I was like, "Is my is my fucking <laughs> are we zooming right now?" <laughs> and you're just like, "Yeah," and, and their wives are trying to hook up with dudes they went to to with to high school. To look over at Jamie, she was on her yeah, phone. Like, what the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> She's open mouth snoring, and I'm just thinking, like, she's fucking. I know this bitch is awake. I fucking know it. But you nailed it, man. But I, I wish every event was like that. That was so fucking stupid that it was enjoyable. Yeah, I really thought it was great. I really thought it was great that uh, I don't know. There was no pretense to it. It was very like, hey, you fucking retards like this shit. Here's a lot of it. You know? What I mean? Oh, dude, Fritz loved. It was Wiz Khalifa rapping the black and yellow, right? That's that's Wiz Khalifa, dude. When Wiz Khalifa was rapping, and uh, he like that the one song is just him saying black and yellow, black and yellow yeah. over and over and over again. Fritz was like, he was about to explode. He was like, I know both of those colors. <laughs> like he like he tur- he did like a slow over the shoulder look at us. He was like, black and yellow, black and yellow. He's like, dude, I know. Finally, dude, music that talks about shit that I know. Yeah, dude, I can relate to this. He shit. was so fucking pumped on saying black and yellow, black. He was probably still doing it. <laughs> then when the song ended, he started throwing other colors in it. He was like red, pink, <laughs> blue. He's like, dude, I fucking found my. <laughs> he uh, was like, you with new metal, <laughs> dude. What if elderly boxing just turned Fritz Wigger? As long as they're just listing words that he can remember at this point in his life, he's like, dude, this is. Holy shit, dude. Black and yellow? You almost never even see those two colors together. This is incredible. <laughs> you like grabbing Mary Joe by the colors. Like, do you understand what this <laughs> what this fucking guy's doing? You probably you're probably just hearing fucking <laughs> syllables, dude. He's combining two things that I know about. 
<laughs> Dude, that's that's a toddler's almost cut my hair. <laughs> so fucking fun. Dude, it was so funny. Watch, and he was like jamming on it. Dude, what's the first song that you remember being fired up about? We didn't start the fire. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Thank you. What about you? Um, Poison used to have a song called, uh, I don't know what it was called, but I know the opening went, I want action tonight, satisfaction, all right. And I used to, when I would play with wrestlers, I would have them all come out from behind the radiator to that song. <laughs> Every dude had the same coming out song. That rules. Yeah. That was the best part of pretending you had wrestling was giving them their own intros and shit like that. Yeah, it was the best, man. I love those toys. I was yeah. really into Thriller, but like I didn't really like the song. I think the video just scared me and was cool to me. So I watched it a billion times. Yeah, it was one of the coolest things. And it was like you couldn't pick what was on TV, by the way. Remember? Remember? Yeah. Old. Yeah. Remember fucking flipping channels? If Thriller's dude, on, you're like, oh, dude, I've got, next week. I've got 11 minutes of fucking a good thing to watch right now. Man, no, no, no scarier pedophile than Michael Jackson. Like that was the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Imagine you're getting figured, fingered by... A zombie. The guy that was Thriller. Imagine yeah. getting fingered by a zombie. But he can dance. And he's dancing. Oh, dancing zombie is like not letting you call your parents so he can touch your fucking asshole. As he's touching your asshole, you're like, is this choreographed? <laughs> like this, I feel a pattern in there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I have no idea what he's doing back there, but I swear to God, I think he's trying to do like a moonwalk with his fingers. <laughs> It's not impressive. Don't, stop doing that. Stop trying to moonwalk my asshole, dude. I don't think it's funny to you. He's, he's you dead. probably watched all those uh, all those exposés, haven't you? No, I had to turn the HBO one off after the guy described being uh, tongue kissed. Yeah, by uh, by Mike. <laughs> by, by. <laughs> dude, there's a there's a really creepy video on YouTube. It's just I don't I don't I don't think. They were selling, trying to sell Neverland, but they were just doing like a walkthrough with a video camera after like most of his shit had been moved out. It was the and Zillow listing for Neverland. It might have been. Yeah. But it was super fucking creepy. Gently molested in. <laughs> all original fixtures. Finished all over the basement. <laughs> There's barely any cum on the Ferris wheel. So yeah, let me know if you want to schedule a uh, a, view, a, a, a viewing. You can come on down. What was so scary about it? Just like how it was like empty, and you knew what happened there. Like it looked like Blair Witch footage. Kind of, yeah. But one of the things that really stuck out was knowing that he had a bunch of secret hiding places built into all these wooden fixtures. And um, it might have been the HBO one where one of the maids said that she would just see him coming out of walls. Yeesh. And that's a very that that's like a. If if a diddler could have his druthers, that's what he would have. Ew, man. Mm -hmm. Did he have a bunch of like paintings with the eyes cut out so he could watch you go down the hallway? <laughs> yeah, the dick cool. cut out. You would just see like two <laughs> eyes come out of the just, dick. Just a boner following you along the bottom of the painting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just being looked at by Dolly Parton's tits. It's like an old lord with like his foot up on something. A dog is like laying on the floor under him. He's got like a saber on his belt and his boner is just poking through. Just following you as you go to him. And you stop and look at it and the boner looks the other way. <laughs> Dude, nothing's worse than a pedophile with money, man. 
we gotta do that, dude. We gotta we gotta have like like pedophiles like fill out vision boards just to see what they would have if they could have their own mansions to diddle in. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, man. This is silly. This is silly sorry, stuff. Man. I was so excited to talk to you. Now look at me, dude. I'm acting like a fucking moron. How was your Thanksgiving, dude? It was fine, man. I get. I feel kind of weird around holidays. I get. I feel like a weird depression sets in, and it's nothing in particular. I think it's just. I don't know. I think you're just trying to feel the way Aaron Lewis would feel at a holiday. Dude, it's it's still raining in my head. Yeah, exactly. How about you? Well, I had a I had one of the best Thanksgivings of my entire life. Mm. Maybe only because it was supposed to be bad, but uh, obviously my my fucking dad canceled Thanksgiving. Uh, he and uh, my stepmom were recovering from fucking coronavirus, same time as you. Very suspicious, but excuse me. They uh, we 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 had like a, a last minute arrangement with uh, a family. It was uh, Sid and Ansley from Two Jack Bros. Our families had never broken contact throughout the entire quarantine. We've we've maintained essentially one household in two houses. It's it's been spectacular. Our kids haven't gone crazy, um, and we haven't gotten sick. We're we're managing our own risk, and we're doing a great job. So we decided we were going to get together and have a Thanksgiving together. And they really wanted to cook a turkey for <laughs> us, and I, they they wouldn't even let us like bring anything. They said we could bring mac and cheese, which was very suspicious because, as you remember, uh, Sid is black. So it was crazy that they were cool with uh, a white lady making mac and cheese for them. And I figured, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, Sid's just going to be like, this is unseasoned, that kind of, you know what I mean? He was looking, Sid was just looking for some easy tweets. And uh, boy, was I wrong. Um, they were so appreciative of he this was fucking for some cheesy tweet. tweets, Tim. <laughs> Would it be fair to say that? No, shout out, dude, shout out MJ for knocking out of the park with a fucking banger mac and cheese. And uh, so we go over. We go over a little bit early so the kids can. Hopefully, like, wear themselves out before it's time to eat. Dude, this, what I'm about to describe is the most comfortable Thanksgiving I've ever had in my entire life. The most joy I've ever felt over a holiday, maybe ever. And again, maybe it was because I wasn't supposed to have Thanksgiving at all. And I was just so thankful for what we did have. But we got there early. None of us are 100% sure how any dish is actually supposed to be cooked. We're looking up shit on the internet. They have a, a beautiful 30-pound turkey in the oven because that's all that was left. And thank God they had it because there was 10 of us. By the way, we invited one additional guest, so we had 11. If the governor thinks 11 people at a gathering is too much, I invite you to send a champion. That's all, I'll, that's all I'm going to say on that matter. If the state of Pennsylvania thinks us having 11 people at Thanksgiving was too many, I'll name a time. You can send your champion. I'm working from home, so I'm usually available. Send your champion, and we'll sort it out. That's all I'm going to say to the state. Anyway, the turkey is, we've got questions about it. We've got questions about how it's almost done, right? It's maybe a couple of hours, like two hours away from being finished. And there's some issues with, like, the fit in the pans. Where there's a lot of spilling happening. You hear a lot of sizzle coming out of the bottom of the oven. We're not sure what to do. We, we're, uh, as, a, as a group, the four, of a, the four adults... We decided to throw a big sheet of tinfoil under the turkey on the bottom of the oven to uh, catch the drippings. Easy solution, right? And we don't leave the oven open that long. We're not going to stop our process, progress with the turkey. And uh, it's great, but we still hear the drippings just dropping on the, uh, the, the foil. 
And eventually we start like, none of us leave the kitchen. This entire two hours we're waiting for the food. And we're like, it's getting, that sizzle is getting kind of loud. And it started like getting very like, it started off as like a steam and then it got smoky. The, the, the liquids in the bottom of the oven got a little bit smoky. And then as a laugh, I was like, it would be so funny if we started a, uh, an oven fire at Thanksgiving. And as I said that, we all kind of stopped laughing and Sid opened the oven. And I, if I have any details of this wrong, I'm sure they covered it on Two Jack Bros. Sid opens the oven, or Ansley does. The oxygen gets in on this hot grease and instantly the oven bursts into flames. And to the point where there was smoke like pouring out of the windows of the house. Did There's... you get on the piano and start playing? We did start the fire. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> no fucking way, dude. I Jesus, I don't dude. know how you do that. <clears throat> so, I, I want to put your brain in a fucking jar. So your bird was on fire, man. Hold the, dude, the oven. It was a raging fire. We can't find a fire extinguisher, which we later found it was in a box on a shelf next to me, but it was facing the opposite way. So I didn't read the words fire extinguisher. I was just looking for a picture of a fire extinguisher. I never saw it. Insane fire. The kids are like peeking into the kitchen casually like, is it okay? The smoke is is thick enough that you almost can't see the top half of the kids that are trying to approach the fire, the grease fire in the kitchen. It's it's we're completely blind. And uh, I'm like opening doors and windows, but also not getting very close to the fire. I want to get a fire extinguisher. But then we start arguing, not necessarily against each other, but we're like, get the fire extinguisher. And then it was like, no, that's going to ruin the turkey. So then the second suggestion was get some water. And I said, no, I think you're not supposed to use water on this kind of fire. Not I, are like gremlins. I didn't even, yeah. <laughs> I didn't Can't even look that up later. Night. I didn't even look that up later. I, I have no idea if I was right. So Sid grabs a towel and sticks both of his arms all the way into the oven to uh, stifle the fire. He he pats out an entire flaming oven with his arms all the way. He look I I forget if it was him or Ansley, but one of them came out of the situation with their face completely covered in soot, like a fucking like a, the little rascals with the, with the uh, banana in the tailpipe or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I <laughs> fire goes out. We, uh, we have a little bit of cleaning to do. We learned our lessons. We transferred the bird to a new pan. Um, and we finished the cook. It took a little bit longer than we expected, but holy moly, what a, what a fucking meal we ended up having. We reheated all the sides. And um, instead of, here's what I really liked. Instead of worrying about uh, like the adult's table and the kid's table and like every Thanksgiving I've ever gone to, no matter where it is, any any family gathering meal I've gone to, I've ended up having to like, suck my bird in and squeeze between a seat and a wall yeah. to get yeah. to where I was supposed to be. None of that, dude. What we did was we pushed all the furniture out of the way and we sat on the floor. All oh, fucking nice. 11 of us. We sat on the floor, like, like laying on your side, just casually eating it. Phenomenal. It was one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. Sitting on the floor, eating Thanksgiving dinner out of paper plates. And then uh, like, when, at, like one by one as we were finished. There was plenty of room, by the way. We weren't crowded. This wasn't like a weird cult. <laughs> one by one as we're finishing our food people are just sliding their paper plate away and laying all the way down on the floor oh that's cool man it was the most pleasant evening of my entire life 
At one point, Mary Jo made a tent under the uh, the the dining room table that was in there for uh, the small kids to just like crash under, eating fucking pie on the floor. Dude, I'm a, I might be a floor eater from now on. I was so comfortable and happy. But you got to set the fire from now on too, buddy. It was all just the adults, by the way. Kids were like stepping over adult corpses. <laughs> yeah, you got to start with a fire. You got to start with a dangerous house fire. Did you set an honorary plate aside for Sage from Oregon? Yeah, I, we we tossed we tossed a prayer his way, and uh, Jesus Christ, his birthday was like last week, I think. Happy birthday in yeah. heaven, Sage Pacific Northwest. So that was uh that was my phenomenal Thanksgiving. Um, I one hundred percent retarded from beginning to end. Uh, possibly illegal in the state of Pennsylvania, um, and several other states if you consider uh Sid's mixed marriage, and uh oh, a really sweet thing happened. Um, my bender, my uh, 10 year old, he, he inter- there was a kind of a quiet moment and he goes, so what if, and he goes, not a prayer, but what if we just take turns saying what we're thankful for? Oh, that's sweet. And I was waiting for like a very funny joke. Cause he'll usually like just say a swear or something like that. He'll be like, just kidding. I just wanted to say fuck. And he'll leave the, like that kind of annoying 10 year old shit. He hit us with some fucking thanks. He, he he rifled off a very, very meaningful list of things he was uh, thankful for. And then he was like, all right, someone else's turn. And he made each one. Of, he didn't make, but he compelled each one of us to like not let it die down and like uh, say something we were thinking. It was very fucking cool. Extremely really gay. Sweet. Extremely gay. Very cool. Super gay and super cool. Yeah. Um, Olivia did that for us. And it's like those kind of like sweet moments are enough to kind of recalibrate you and, and just kind of snap you out of being such a cynical cunt all the time mm-hmm. especially like when you hear a babe say it yeah and it's like they have they're being inundated with with noise from every angle of their fucking lives but for them to realize like okay this is a moment where i'm supposed to be thankful for things it's very it says a lot about them yeah it's pretty fucking cool man yeah buddy but then so again we- i also had uh i've had bonfires in my backyard every night and I, I'm having a hard time getting the kids to just sit and watch a fire with me. <laughs> Dude, you're becoming a fire guy, man. Yeah, I mean. Tim, would it be fair to say that you have a soot fetish? What do you think, dude? Do you think it would be fair to say that? You think you think you saying that kind of thing to me would make me happy? Listen, man, I'm just, shit, you're just fanning the flames right now, buddy. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, in the chat, Team Orange Visor asked about uh, an Instagram post. Can we Can we talk about target practice on Fritz? So. At oh, one God, point yeah. in the evening, but it, if you don't have uh, small children, uh, let me just explain the quickly explain this. Uh, whenever you get together with other adults who also have small children, you're the only hope you have is like, please just go occupy each other somewhere else. Just leave us alone. Let us just have a normal conversation without having to go like, yes, uh huh, good job. Like we just don't want to do that. Go draw together somewhere. We just want to, like a couple of hours of not having to do that. So. Uh, in, in, Every once in a while, like almost on like a schedule, a kid gets hurt. Someone starts crying. They're trying to calm them down. Like it, it's unavoidable, but it's probably part of like learning how to socialize and growing and shit like that. So uh, at one point, Fritz, who's three, comes down the steps by himself, hysterically crying. And I'm mortified at, the, at what these fucking monsters hurt my boy with. And I, I walk over and Mary Jo is with me, too. And he's wearing a Nerf vest with targets on it. And apparently... The kids had some, what I later found out were extremely high-powered Nerf guns, like dark mm. guns upstairs, and they put a fucking target on Fritz and were 
chasing him around and shooting him. And he came down with a perfectly circular dart-sized welt on his cheek. And he was oh so God. fucking mad. He's like, Fritz, what's wrong? He's like, and he, and he shoot at my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing that like crying where he can't even like just stop like the, <laughs> like the balloon. Yeah, dude, he got fucking shooted in the cheek. He dude. got shooted in the cheek. And uh, we're like, oh, but, and you try to comfort him. You take the armor off of or the target off of him. And he, that wasn't enough, dude. He wanted vengeance. He was like, I need to be armed. I, he, it, it took him a while to explain this. He's like, Aren't, give me a weapon so that I can go get this one back. And we're like, dude, seeking vengeance is, I mean, you're only disfiguring your own soul here. We had to try to explain to him that uh, you, don't, you don't want fucking vengeance, dude. It's not going to resolve anything in your heart. Dude, if I was there, I would have blasted black and yellow from my phone. <laughs> a kid would have fucking cleaned house. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait till, he, wait till he finds rap about getting shot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, man, just a just a lovely weekend. I wish I'm. I've, I was thinking about this today because I was just like, oh my god, I have so much to talk to Mike about. It just feels good to not get you on the phone or get you on a podcast and not just be a fucking cunt. Just be like, oh, and then I had to deal with this, and you know how that is. Yeah, think about how many. I I'm thinking about how many conversations where I started talking to someone and I just fucking complained. Yeah, life's, life's fucking good, dude. I wrote down a bunch of, like, things that, like, I might want to talk to you about, and, like, 99% of them are all fucking cool shit. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not into fucking complaining. I have no interest in doing it. I have no interest in hearing it, so I'm glad you're not like that. I've, so, I've, I've definitely probably been guilty of complaining in the past, but... You're not, though. Like, you, you never go past simply mentioning something and briefly elaborating on it. Well, that's that's my learned behavior. I think before I would I would just like bitch. I've definitely mm-hmm. been a bitcher. That's what when people tell you you're a smart child, anything that doesn't go your way, you're like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> so I probably just viewed things as unfair for a very long time whenever they didn't go my way. Now I'm not. Even, I don't even think I was a smart child, but that was what they did to me. They were like, oh, you're a gifted child, and anytime you like, anytime you try, and something doesn't go your way, you're like, well, I'm I'm naturally gifted, and I tried, and I didn't get what I want. When you were in school, did you take primarily gifted classes or was it just like no, I went, time each day? I went to Catholic school. So if they told you you were gifted, it didn't change anything. It was just like, oh, yeah, you have something to tell his fucking aunts and uncles. Dude, it's, I, I just thought of that. Just mention, just hearing you talk about that. Um, but it's similar to a fucking uh, a nerf fest. But a kid, the only kid that was gifted in my class was this kid named Mike Hart. And he was the only kid that came to my party um, when I was like fucking maybe 11. And I got a laser tag vest for that. And you, seeing Fritz in that in that Nerf vest made me think of that party. Yeah. And then you mentioning gifted program made me think of like, oh fuck, my cart was there, and he was the one chasing me around the living room while I wore a laser tag vest. That's what's up. Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah he dude, was fuck only- being gifted. Gift, gift me a fucking Neo Geo or something, dude. <laughs> I had nothing to show for it. Dude, that's what it should be. It should be like you get to learn harder shit. It just it just should be like a fucking a cool gift arise for you like once a month for being super smart and do it better than everybody else. Sure. Why not? That's all we're asking. Now, I mean, I think gifted programs were kind of built around like, uh, like disadvantages in learning and stuff like that. Probably. I don't know who, the, who I don't actually, I'm so uneducated after that point in my life that I, I don't understand a single thing about it. 
So I, I, these gifted programs, I'm sure, are some kind of fucking sham. Dude, there was once, perhaps one of my greatest victories in my fucking grade school era was when I got bumped up to a reading group. Like, I was always in the lowest reading group. And then I got, I got the word that I was getting called up to the, uh, to the top level. Mm-hmm. And we were reading some book. I think it was like a Jack London book. It was, it was, he recalled the wild, right? But we, we barely had enough co- copies of Call of the Wild to go around. And then I remember telling this one kid in my group, this, this uh, guy, Rajay, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm going up to the hiring reading group so you can take my copy. And it just wasn't happening. So after a while, like, word started circulating that I was lying about going up to the top reading group. I was like, Rajay, I swear to fucking God, dude, I'm getting bumped up, dude. Just watch. And, dude, it was, it was fucking, it was like the heavens opened one day. Were you on perks team- yet? I was not. That's very on Perks behavior. For I was on Kid Perks. Middle dude. schooler. Yeah, dude, I was on Flintstone Vitamins. Flintstone Vitamins. <laughs> yes. But, dude, I got the call up during class. It was like we had just started, and my teacher was like, oh, Michael, you're supposed to be in this reading group today. And I was just like, yeah, dude. Just fucking stared at Rajay. Oh, it worked out. Dude, I, yeah, I got called up, and uh, were you like, was I? suck it. <laughs> yeah, I was quickly in over my head, but, <laughs> but man. That's like a that's like a great last thing to happen to you before you go into your wigger phase, getting embarrassed by your fucking accelerated Tim, reading level. Dude, that was probably it because I think eighth grade is when I I made the transition into starter jackets. My my parents got me uh, an Atlanta Falcon starter jacket. I want to make a birthday. documentary about your phases. <laughs> that would be the start of it, dude. Because uh, yeah, that was I I, I got a, a baggy outfit. I got an Atlanta Falcon starter jacket. And then shortly thereafter, do you have a lot of I, uh, pictures of yourself or like home videos of yourself from growing up? The one that I know that I have, I'm pretty sure it's my picture in the uh, Dad Me Discord, is of me in a Shaquille O'Neal T-shirt and a, like a backward hat. Yeah, I'm yeah. On the phone with my impact. I think that's the only. Can you ask your parents for me in my wigger face? Can you ask your parents just for like a bunch of pictures of you from these times, please? Yeah, I'll go over there. I know they got photo albums, so I'm going to go over there and I'll, I'll find one. Oh, I will make it. Before January first for Patreon, I will make the Mike Rainey documentary. <laughs> if you, if you, if you wouldn't mind helping me out with that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to mention something else to you between the break between this episode and the Patreon, but I think it would fit in well. Yeah, like with that idea, give me everything. Okay, fuck, <laughs> I'll track them down, buddy. Although I was very self conscious, so like I, I think I might have prevented a lot of pictures from being taken. You hit your parents with a lot of aha psych nahs when it was time to take a picture. <laughs> Say cheese. I was like, no. Dude, at, I think eighth grade is when I started jacking it. But seventh grade, I remember doing that thing where, like, you're laying belly down on the floor and, like, you start to feel some uh, something percolating in your balls. You're mm-hmm. like, all right, something happens here. But eighth grade is when I started beating it is when I went full wigger. Damn. Mm-hmm. There's some math to figure out there. Like being a being a fucking being a dork, and then the first time first time you come, you're like, oh, dude, hold on, man, I got a fucking, I got a one denim game. <laughs> dude, uh, in, in one fell swoop, I went from a boy to an a my man. <laughs> man, what a time, man! You you are a fucking gift, bro. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I graduated high school, bigger phase. That lasted pretty long. I think you're sliding back into it a little bit. Dude, I got a bunch of new fitted hats. It's coming. It never really left, dude. Not a great idea. 
<laughs> you got a line shaved in your head. <laughs> Dude, Mike, you're a wigger again. Dude, getting that line shaved in my head was like fucking, uh, what's the, uh, you smashed pile? your last fucking horcrux. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like pile and fucking, uh, full metal jacket. They're shaving. It's <laughs> Dude. There's gonna be Scarface posters in the background. <laughs> Damn. I'm, you know, I welcome it. That that would be a good way to, to finish the, uh, to go over this hump of my life because I'll be 42 next week, so I'm probably on the second half of my life by now, and um, I, I I wouldn't mind heading back in that direction. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have a wigger midlife crisis. <laughs> what kind of car do you think you're gonna get? Fat white girl. <laughs> whatever, whatever she's driving. <laughs> Basketball jersey over a white t-shirt. <laughs> a, a, a long white t-shirt. Damn, you're gonna you're gonna love this, man. You're about to you're about to enter your final form, dude. I have um, all the wardrobe stuff from Delco proper in the closet. And every now and again, like I'll rearrange shit and I'll take it out and it speaks to me. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a pressure in my chest. Like when I, I was like, man, I, I, I might have to put this stuff back on. <laughs> like when John Wick smashes all the weapons out of his basement. That's what you should do. You should bury them under concrete. So you have to smash the floor with a hammer to get them. <laughs> like that's like you get like an emergency call to go do perks and you're like. You have that look on your face like, oh, they're dragging me back into the shit. You go grab a sledgehammer. You smash the basement floor to pull your wigger gear out. <laughs> John Wig. <laughs> Keon All Reeves. <laughs> Dude, instead of like beating people up with like these elaborate choreographed fucking violence routines, I'm just like crossing people over. Doing <laughs> around them with imaginary basketball. <laughs> You're jumping the tap at the top of every door frame you go through. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Fucking German assassins are like, what? <laughs> Dude, actually, my, my German assassin impersonation could also double as a Chinese assassin. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, a guy eating a hot pocket while he's getting his dick sucked. I'm multifaceted, dude. <laughs> Does he divide, but acting verb blacken or whatever? <laughs> they're, Actually, they're a table confused. at IKEA. <laughs> German people don't understand what. <laughs> da ist verweiten, but seemingly acting der Schwarzen. <laughs> oh my god by the way speaking of uh or kind of speaking of i have a new favorite tv show have you got have you seen patriot on amazon no i bit i never watch tv shows and i never mm. binge watch anything and i've i've been fucking crushing patriot i watched like six episodes yesterday it's uh <laughs> the reason i brought it up is because it features a chinese guy doing retarded voice oh <laughs> It does sound kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's the fucking sickest show. Uh, Greg uh, Gethard mentioned it, I think, on Facebook. I think that was the person who recommended it. And he was like, yeah, I found this crazy good show on Amazon and it's already canceled and no one ever talks about it. 
but it's uh yeah it's called Patriot and it's a uh, it's almost like a an office place comedy inside of a spy drama. So it's like uh this this guy fucks up a sorry if you guys have heard about Patriot somewhere else. I'm telling Mike about it right now. This is not for the listeners. You can Yeah, fuck off. Dude. Yeah. Would you give us a fucking minute once in a while? Jesus Christ. You got five fucking minutes where you just gotta chill out and let Tim explain something to me. So they uh this 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 intelligence agent fucks up an assassination in 2012. And uh, he's like so deep undercover that like the government doesn't actually back you up. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, uh, there's like terms for it. I don't memorize all this shit in shows. But uh, so he gets arrested by like the king of Egypt's secret police and he gets tortured. And the show picks up with him hiding in Amsterdam after like he gets extracted from all that. And he gets the call for a new assignment. And the new assignment is he has to pose as an engineer to get some high level job at a like a pipe making a pipe manufacturing company in Milwaukee because they're making a secret deal with the Iranian government to like sway an election and the only way they could do this without raising suspicion is an American civilian to do it and the only American civilians that can travel to like Iran and Luxembourg but Chinese retards that's where the bank is yeah uh it's Chinese (laughs) is uh this one American company so he gets the job with them and then the government like slips him a suitcase and he hands off the money. That's that kind of thing. And he bombs at the job interview to get the job that he needs to fulfill this mission. And this Asian dude crushes the same job interview. And so he's walking through the parking lot with him and uh, like they're coming up to the street and he's like, so how do you think he did? And the Chinese guy's like, yeah, man, I did great. It was fun. You know, and he gets the, the agent like fucked it up. So the Chinese guy's like, well, man, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. And he's like, yeah. And he goes to pat the Chinese dude on the back and shoves him into traffic and he gets hit by a truck. But he doesn't die. And he comes back in the show with like brain damage and he's just doing retard voice for the rest of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So that took for... I shouldn't explain things because I'm really bad at it, but there's Chinese retarded voice in, in Patriot on top of so it being a fucking sick show. So does this mean that there's probably Chinese retards complaining on Twitter that that role didn't go to one of them? <laughs> yeah. It should have went to one of us. Yeah, they're tweeting at Ben and Jerry's. Uh. <laughs> he also keeps fucking with the the retarded Asian guy the entire the show. Yeah, the whole show. Like he's oh, got like yeah. a full time uh, aid worker who has to like help him with his job. Like if you put him in front of a computer, he can still do his job. He just starts typing, which is a very funny Asian stereotype. <laughs> it's it's very funny Asian and retarded. It's it's incredible. Maybe this is why the show like no one bitched about it being canceled. They're like, all right, guys, come on. But he, well, so, uh, well, Wang, uh, you'll you'll never speak again, but you should have no problem selling great flavored blunts from behind plexiglass. <laughs> it's it's like nothing we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he gets a superpower where he can tell black guys to leave a place. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it's that it's sounds pretty cool. Funny. Yeah, he's got like a little uh, dry erase board on his desk where he like. His aid worker like writes down the shit that he's supposed to be remembering to interact with people. So it's like, hi, my name is Stephen Chu. I ba 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 ba. And uh, the main character he raises his first name, puts Eugene, but they don't show that. Just an entire episode, he keeps like saying, "Hi, I'm Eugene." And his his care worker's like, "Would you stop? Why are you doing that?" And then at the end of the episode, they show the agent dude run over and erase Eugene and put Stephen back on it. <laughs> so oh, he just man. won't stop fucking with this dude. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm I'm very happy to like a TV show. It never happens. Who's the main guy? 
Uh, I don't know. He's very handsome, though. He looks like um, that uh, that Lily Allen's brother. He was on Game of Thrones. He looks like him, but I don't think it is him. Very handsome. Hmm. Beautiful eyes. Oh, Lily Allen's another one. Like when we talked about uh, like hot neighborhood girls on the stream a couple weeks ago, yeah. she's one that I would include in that. Yeah, she's a real pig. Yeah. Always has dirty feet, probably. Yeah, it looks like she'd take a piss in the back of a car into a bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife just twitched in her sleep, sleep by the way. <laughs> if she's on her deathbed, you just saying that phrase out loud, she'd undertake her up. <laughs> Well, uh, it's it's afternoon. Look at the, my heavens, dude! Look at the fucking time. We're flying through this, buddy. This is this is great, man. I'm really having fun with you tonight. Oh, this is. I mean, I feel like it's been too long since we just uh, broke bread one on one. One of my favorite moments in education came when I worked in a program for kids with behavioral issues, and one time one of the kids that caused the most problems was a 17-year-old bowling ball awful human being named Ayana who just wreaked havoc in everything she did. But um, she celebrated her own birthday by bringing in like 300 fucking munchkins. Yes. And there were like four kids in class. Yes. And she was she was giving them out. And, uh, I was like, Ayana, that's a lot of munchkins for, for this many people. She's like, shit, when I break bread, I break bread. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember her. I... I... I remember the, I, when I break bread shit. I didn't remember yeah, the rest of the circumstances. Man. I think about that every time I interact with someone. <laughs> Anytime I, I offer to make plans with someone or like offer someone something I have, I, I think of her saying, when I break bread, I break bread. Yeah, man. She was the fucking worst, but that was the best. Fuck. Well, uh, let's, let's, let, yeah, let's move over to the Patreon. Do we have anything to mention before we get over there? Um, yeah, if you want to buy Blue Chew, go to bluechew.com, promo code FATBIRD. You can. If not, fuck off. Yeah. Not you fuck off, but Bluetooth can fuck off. <laughs> kind of over them at this point. Yeah. Not me. Um, I, I'm still a fan. Okay. Well, I, I do like them, but it's just, I, I just get tired of talking about the same shit. And even though it's, I guess that's the point of like, you know, sponsorship affiliations or whatever they are. But yeah. Oh, we got another, we got a new one coming next week. Hell yeah. Don't, new don't tell them yet. Starts next week. I'm not telling Make them what wait. It is, but, uh, Yeah. Head over to the Patreon. It's only a dollar uh, or as little as a dollar. Um, but I feel like we thank the patrons all the time. The Patreon subscribers yeah, they deserve it. Deserve to be thanked all the time. We appreciate it. But even if you're just a, a a cheapskate free listener viewer, we appreciate you very much. Uh, it, the all the numbers are trending in the right way. But more importantly, the amount of people that I had reach out to me to just say Happy Thanksgiving with nothing shitty attached to it was just my God. It was almost too nice. My, my my guard might deteriorate because the number of interactions I have day to day on the fucking internet that aren't, you know, uh, triggering like a, a fight response is, is getting out of control. But I appreciate it. That's I just wanted to say I'm, I'm thankful for uh, all the people who uh, have just reached out with uh, something something kind in their heart. That's all. Dude, all those super cool Patreon messages have rewired my fucking brain. Because there was a there was a long time where anytime I'd get a notification from somebody I either didn't know or wasn't too familiar with, this was before dad meet, I would just automatically assume it was somebody talking shit in opposition to something I had said on the internet. But like getting all these like super kind, super supportive, and just super cool messages with people like just talking about shit that's happening in their own lives. Yeah. It's just it just 
it makes me excited to open every message. Yeah, maybe I, sometimes I get self-conscious about how much I talk about myself and my life on here, but I feel like I'm, I'm trying to, you know, draw something from the experience to share with people. And then we get so many shared experiences back from people in, in these messages. So that's why it's the way it is. And uh, we love it. And uh, anyway, just wanted to say thank you. Yeah, you guys are the best. I'll see you guys over the Patreon. Love you. Love you, bubs.